Hello, it's episode 116 of the Evil G Podcast. My name is Colin. This is Stu. Holiday's much better this week. You know what? Uh, that last week one didn't actually sound that bad. Just recording it on a uh, phone, which makes me wonder, uh, why, why do we even bother? <laughs> yeah, with all this high-tech equipment. Now, now we know what the good brothers are at. <laughs> yep. If you do a podcast, just record it on your phone. Yep. Simple mm-hmm. as that. All this fancy pants hardware, you just don't need it at all. I think it was it was fine uh, with me and you. Cat was sat off the side, and you could. Uh, he was harder to hear. A wee bit harder to hear, but he's he's still making out. Yeah, that's a good for. We're back to business as usual. Yeah, I got my PC back. It's not that my PC was lost. I was lost. PC got oh, yeah. me back. <laughs> God, I've been yeah. away this week as well, so I haven't really. Um, yeah, you haven't really had a chance to breathe yet. Yeah, one day back home and then away again to Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be a couple of days, obviously, but due to issues. And then watching as much wrestling as I can in between. Um, I just feel like I've done nothing but watch wrestling. That's it. That's it. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. There's been a lot of it. Um, yep. Like, uh, <laughs> like two pay-per-views even, back to back. If you watch WWE I, as well, you'd be fucked. Oh, fuck. Uh, I even checked out just the collision you know, that we missed before All In. Mm. I'm glad we missed it. Nothing on it. Well, no, Sting was beating up Luchasaurus at one point, and I was all, hey, what oh, the fuck's dear. this shit? That's right, they <laughs> had that, that match shit? with a big brawl at the end. Yeah, it's like, hang on, Luchasaurus should literally be eating Sting. So, yeah, that's, your, that's your TNT champion there. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, other than that, there was not a lot. It was just a lot of talking about All In as well, so it really was just was like a proper, proper hype show. Mm. Well, pre-recorded and that, so yeah, don't really expect too much. Um, I played nothing, so I got no no games to talk about. I do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> you, you caved. Oh, I fucking caved very easily. Right, so I have no uh, no shame in admitting this either. I was farting around that CD Keys website. And Armored Core was on it for 25 lids and had like four codes remaining. And I was like, I will kick myself if I don't get this for 25 quid. Mm. So I caved and grabbed it. Um, and I don't regret a single bit. In fact, this is a game you would happily pay 60 quid for. Um, it's fantastic. I, that's, that, I'll just, oh, I know I like to open with that statement a lot. I've realized I do that when I like a game. But that's the first thing I want to point out. It is bloody brilliant. Second thing is, anyone who compares this to a Souls game is going to have a bad time. This is this is not a Souls game at all. Yeah, um, this I've, is... I've, I've heard you, there's elements. You can see they've taken, there's certain elements yes. of Souls-like stuff. Boss but... fights, that's the big thing. The boss fights are definitely Souls-inspired. Like, the original Armored Cores did not do anything like that. Mm. Um, but there's there's a few wee things there, but the, the boss fights are the big thing. Um, some of them are absolutely gigantic. Some of them were frustrating as hell. Um, I think it was Sunday night I had a boss. Fucking hell, I was ready for eating my controller in anger. 
<laughs> and then you then you do that thing, you know, you just take a break from it, you play something else, you come back to him, and then you mince him first time, and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't do anything different. I didn't change my weapons. I didn't change my tactics. Why did he die that time? <laughs> you're just like, I don't know. But um, so though, though obviously, if you've ever played or never played an armored core game before, it is a mech game where you basically start off. In a very bare bones mech, you complete missions, you make money, you go to a parts shop, and you upgrade your mech depending on how you want to play the game. Um, so you can do sort of speedy, uh, you know, quick shot mechs, or you can do melee based mechs. Or in my case, I went with a straight up fucking literal tank mech. Um, and the reason I did that is because he can hold more. So it does do the sort of souls thing, you know, where you have a weight thing, but that was always there as well. Um, so certain builds won't be able to carry a ton of weapons, obviously, because then you can just have a really speedy mech with every big gun in the game. So, you know, you have to play it, but, you know, build as your playstyle would suit, I guess. Um, I'm not too far into it. I think I've only done the first two chapters. Um, but some of the levels are absolutely stunning. So they are, um, I don't want to... Sp- to I don't, don't get I have no idea what's going on story wise. Don't ask. It's very souls in that respect. That's <laughs> good to say. You know, how can you spoil anything? I don't think you could. Yeah, you're you're thrown into a, a fucking a, basically a gold hunt, but it's not gold. It's called coral, but everybody wants it and yada yada yada. But some of the levels, there's there's one that stands out in my mind. Uh, you bet the level is another mech, basically. You're on this giant mech, and you're having yes. to work your way. It's very Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Seen this? Um, yeah, I, very I've, very cool level. Have you done it? I have. It's actually quite early in the game. So, how, how did you do it? What do you mean? What strategy did you use? What what parts did you use? Oh, I went in to just blasting the shit out of the thing. So you're just in your tank treads. Oh, I didn't have any tank trades at this point. I was on—I had to use legs at this point. I was uh, on a pair of legs, but I had laser guns and a, this big sort of cannon thing. And you sort of slowly have to work your way up. But I would I actually wouldn't mind retrying it with my tank trades to see if I could do it. I uh, that's half the uh, the the appeal of this is is trying things with different equipment loadouts because it's pretty mm. easy to switch up and you can sell equipment for the price you bought it for. So you're you know I like that idea. You're really free. I saw this being done with the is it like the 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 four legged thingamajig? Um, yes, it can basically fly. Yeah, it sort of hovers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a way to get up onto the thing uh, and bring yep. it down. All right, so that's how they got. They didn't. All right, so I took a leg out. Right. Oh, they I flew, couldn't get onto it otherwise. So I was like, I blasted a leg off, so it sort of crumpled for a moment. Then I jumped onto it, but then what it started doing was like shedding the back section. So I had to quickly make my way along before the back end was let go. Mm. So that, oh, all right, right. I didn't know if you have the four legs, you can just fly up onto it, and there's nothing I can do about it. All right. Hmm. I would think with the tank treads, I'd probably have to blast a leg out as well, because the tank treads, as I'm sure you could imagine, don't have the best boost on them. But, but the you... thing I enjoy about the tank treads is some weapons will cause you to stop moving while they fire. Tank right. treads don't do that. Oh, I yeah. Can keep, I can just keep moving. 
and shooting everything at once. Yeah, I heard that about them. They're 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 I let you move and shoot, and that's the trade off. It's like you might not yep. be able to move as easy, but you can just keep going. Yep, you never have to stop moving. It's fantastic. Um, and I think that's because I like as me being me, I like all the big mental heavy weapons. Um, this suits me down to the ground. So are you uh, going with more of a uh, let's not go with what's practical, let's go with uh, what I think looks cool. Yeah. If it, if it, but, if but it causes lots of big explosions, I'm a happy man. But it's working for you, right? Still, it you're is, still right? able to get through that way. That's that's fine. So, that's all I need to know. On my right hand, I have a minigun. On my left hand, I have a pulse rifle. On my left shoulder, I have a missile launcher. And on my right shoulder, I have a real cannon. That picture you sent, I, sent me, it looked just like a big uh, pink tank holding an AK-47. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was the early build. That was the early build. <laughs> oh, right. You've He's refined it since then. He's been up. He's still purple. He's still purple. Uh, um, I, I say I don't know why I do this recently, but anytime I have to pick like a color scheme for something, I go dark order colors. So I do. So good for uh, camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll never see. They'll never suspect a thing. They'll be like, what "The hell's that thing come? It must be a big toy. Don't worry about it." Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, so like uh, the 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 tank tracks and all they just they don't they allow you to never stop moving. So that's my thing. I have I have tried the other builds. It's not like I've just been playing the whole game like that. But uh, since I've got my hand on the minigun, things amazing because the game. I think this is the first time they've, they've introduced this now. They they have I can only describe it as a stun meter. So that's exactly what it is. I yeah. So if you take too much hits, you will you'll sort of stop moving for a wee second while you reboot. But you can also do it to enemies, which is obviously very handy. When the enemies are in their stun, you, they take more damage, as do you. Um, and the minigun is so good for keeping the stun meter... While, you're, while your other guns are reloading, it keeps the stun meter sort of still... You're still chipping at it, so it's not like going down. So it's just so handy for keeping that stun meter going. Um, obviously never has to reload. It can overheat, obviously, but... Uh, it's. The combat in it is so fluid as well. Just moving at high speed, shooting rockets and missiles and stuff, it's really damn good. And then, like I say, you get into one-on-one -on -one fights with other sort of mech users, and some of them fights are phenomenal. Um, I tried a wee bit of melee. Uh, at the start, you only have like a pulse sword that only does like one big swipe. But there's other weapons you get later on that let you do sort of sort of multiple attacks and stuff. So that'd be good to try. So I must try some of those. Obviously not with a tank track. I don't think a tank track's going to be much good for melee combat. So mm. might have to stick a pair of legs on or something like that. But um, the last thing I, I managed to see in the shop, which you know was there to buy, is like a mini tank track. So oh, that could be interesting. What does that do? Well, I think it still gives you the the you don't have to stop, but you can't carry as much. So it's like a lighter tank track that would probably be handier for melee and things like that. But doesn't give you anywhere near the amount of weight you can carry. So be curious to see what that does. But mm. I say I think there's uh I think there's seven or eight chapters. Each chapter consists of about ten levels. Um levels are between five fifteen minutes. Um, you know, it's it, this is not a souls game where it's just a big open world, it's just levels. 
and then you also have your arena where you can just sort of take on computer controlled enemies one on one and then last night I unlocked the multiplayer uh, yeah. I give that a quick go and there are some guys with some crazy ass weapons in there <laughs> who have obviously finished the game um, there was this guy he was a very light built mech and he was only carrying one weapon because I'm guessing it was the only thing you could carry but it shot out like this gigantic the only way I can describe it was like a whip laser this thing was massive if you got caught in this thing you were dead however he had to stop moving to shoot so if he missed I was able to just get down behind him and while I was still moving just blast him with absolutely everything that I was attached to so I actually, I actually got him a few times which is pretty cool but you can do one on one three on three you don't get much for doing it I think it's just like this Build your own mech, take it online and see how you do, which is another cool idea, I think. Yeah. Um, other than that, the only thing I can say is it runs absolutely perfectly on the Steam Deck. Uh, I have it on high settings and I'm getting a steady 60. No bother. Oh shit, you went for Steam Deck over PlayStation? Like I say, it was 25 quid on CD keys. Interesting. <laughs> I don't think I was getting it for 25 quid on PlayStation. <laughs> All right. You can get uh PlayStation keys yeah, but it was like, sometimes. It was the same price as the main game. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, why would I do this? And then like I said, PC was like 25 quid and I was all, oh fuck. How does this run on Steam Deck? And everyone was saying it runs perfectly. So I was like, yeah, hey, it's the same fucking game anyway, fuck it. Mm. So yep. 25 quid on the Steam Deck, runs perfectly. Um, a lot of fun to play. Uh, I would highly recommend this to anyone. Um, the, 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 may, may, I will have a closing statement on this. Is um, Ever since Mech Assault on the, on the original Xbox, I've always wanted that fast-paced Mech-style game. And I think it's the reason I play Mech Warrior, because it's obviously linked to it. But it's very slow and methodical and... I think I make myself like Mech Warrior because <laughs> it's close to Mech Assault. This yeah. is the game I've been wanting for so long. Uh, I don't think I'll ever look back at Mech Warrior again now that Armored Core Six is here. This is the Mech game I've been wanting for years. This is so much fun, and the amount of it's not you know Mech Warrior's a bit over abundant with its customization. Well, not over abundant, but it's over abundant with the management of your Mech. Whereas mm. this, you can literally build whatever the hell you want, attach whatever you want within reason. Um, you know, you can literally change your booster engines, your you know your targeting recticles. You know, depend on what you put in, and yeah, you literally create your own mech, and you can muck around in this campaign, do the arena. Like I say, when you've even built something and you're really proud of it, take it online and see how you get on. Nice. Have you tried any? I know there's a, an arena where you're against AI guys as well. Yeah, yeah. Tried a few of those. Tried a few. Yeah. They're very fun. Good way That's a good way to get money. In your mech. Ah, it's yeah. easy money. It's also a way of uh, you get these tokens when you win, and then you can put these tokens into actual upgrades, you know, completely. That, that, not upgrades for a particular part, but just general upgrades. So you'll mm. unlock like a boost kick or a quick turn. Or you can upgrade how much your repair kits do and things like that. So you have to, well, you don't have to, but you, you really ought to do them to get your, your upgrade tokens. Yes. I but will yeah. get, get around to it at some point. 
I uh, still got Baldur's Gate to finish. Yeah. Um, I haven't got really to play any of that this week, but it's... Mm. End of the I think the handy thing that. about it, the handy thing about it as well is because levels are short, it's one you can pick up, do a level or two and put down again. It's not like one you have to sort of sit down and go, right, I need a couple of hours with this. It's like, nope, you pick it up, a couple of levels and go, oh, that was fun. Uh, I have to do something else. I don't have time. Ah, I got a couple of levels done. So yeah. Some of the boss fights, though, are absolutely infuriating. Uh, I should point out, <laughs> there is a boss called the Juggernaut, and he's a dickhead because his tactic is drive backwards and shoot missiles, and he is invulnerable from the front. Wouldn't be a From game without uh, dickhead bosses. Oh. Jesus, I was losing the plot with that guy as well. He just drives backwards, shooting missiles at you, and I, I could. It took me a while to figure out how to get him, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I always forget about a certain thing. I was like, "Oh yeah, do that. Get behind him quickly, and then smash the shit out of him." So, mm. yeah. I am, Everyone should. Try. I'm currently downloading Starfield. Ooh. So I'll be talking about that next week. The Starfield. The Starfield. Mm-hmm. Um I guess we go on to news then. Because <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> um what have we got first here? Uh so Sony won a bunch of money for a screen. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we got a, a release date and a name for that thing that Sony unveiled the Project Q is what it was called uh, and yep it's just a screen in the middle of a two halves of a PlayStation 5 controller they want is it 200 yeah they want 200 quid for it quid. Uh, it connects to your PlayStation 5 over Wi-Fi and streams the games from your PlayStation 5. Um, like, as in your PlayStation 5 needs to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this I don't fun. know why. That's an absolutely pointless, pointless device. <laughs> it would be less pointless if it did the cloud stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's but it's the fact that your PlayStation has to be turned on. Yeah, and I don't and know. You if... have to be on the same Wi-Fi as your PlayStation. Yeah, so you can't leave the house with us. No, you can't. You can't go down to your mates and go, "Hey, do you want to see this game?" Hang on, I'll, you know, I've left my PlayStation on up in the house, but I'll, I'll connect to your Wi-Fi and show you this. No, you have to. That's basically for someone who goes, "Hey, I want to play PlayStation, but someone's watching TV." That's what I think this is for. Get an R TV. You could get yeah. a TV for two hundred pound and play on that. Yep. Uh, so and really the, uh, and it would probably be a 4K TV. This uh, that screen is uh, 1080p, uh, mm. 60 hertz, and it's I a completely puzzled of why anyone would want something like this. Is it like you know what you're you're saying is uh, I someone's using the TV, sort of thing, but it, it doesn't seem to be like. Oh, it's this big market where we need to um, get this device in there. It seems like they they look at the Steam Deck and they look at you know the Switch and completely misunderstand what people yeah. 
actually use those for and why they That's like good. them. Feels like it's happened here that they've seen the switch in the Steam Deck and went, right, so people like screens in their hands. Yes, that's what this is about. People want screens in their hands. Right. Yeah, but Let's they also, they do want screens in their hands, but they also want to leave the house. Yeah, and I think they missed that point. I, I don't know what they were thinking with this. This is, I think one of us, was one of us joking at a couple of hundred pounds as well? I, was your guess not 200? I think my guess was something ridiculous, like three, maybe. Not far off. I, I thought you, I thought you guessed around two hundred. Um, it, like it's less money than that. You know the the what do they call their pro controller? I think that's a wee bit oh, more yeah. expensive than this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the. I just don't get it. Why doesn't it stream stuff? Why couldn't yeah. it stream stuff? <laughs> Your phone will do know. that. Why can't this do it? I don't know. Like that would have maybe even made you go, "Oh, that could be handy." You know, stream stuff you're out and about. Oh, that'd be good. But it's absolutely pointless. Um, absolutely pointless. I mean, <laughs> I think the battery life's like uh, forty-five minutes as well. Oh my god! No way. Oh, why it's not doing anything? Exactly. Is the screen? I say, why doesn't it stream stuff? Streaming stuff is what it's doing. Like, why doesn't it stream yeah. stuff over internet then? Mm. Why can't it uh, connect to the PlayStation servers like you can on the PlayStation Five? You know, they're rolling out that uh, the premium cloud streaming stuff. Yep. Maybe something that gets added in the future. Maybe, but still. Dumb as shit. What do you think of the name choice and the fact that it's called the PSP? <laughs> oh yeah, PlayStation Portal. I didn't <laughs> even cut on that PSP. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to buy this uh, not knowing fully what it is and be like, oh shit. A lot. There will be people who just see a PlayStation pad with a screen on it and go, oh, this must be like a Switch type thing. Yeah, I see there'll be a lot of like parents and grandparents picking this thing up mm. and thinking it's one thing and it not being that at all. Yep. Um, until yeah, two hundred pounds is just way too much for for what you're getting here. Uh, I think this is going to be down the line. You know, I yeah, th this is going to be on one of those lists like oh the wackiest game peripherals that were forgotten about. This is going to be on one of those lists. It'll be on every one of those lists, and I'll be at the top of them. Yeah, the, this is uh, Sony's. Um, this is Sony's thirty-two X. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what this is. But not as good. But not as good because it doesn't actually add anything to the PlayStation. Um, and then uh, they decided they're raising the price of PS Plus too. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they're raising the price of standard PS Plus, it's just their, their extra and their, their uh, premium tiers are going up. No, essential as well. Is it? Yeah, so um, it's the 12 month subscription specifically. Alright, okay. Um, so the new prices in pounds, so uh, for essential, it's going from fifty to sixty, basically uh, forty nine mm. ninety nine to fifty nine ninety nine. 
uh, extra uh, is going from eighty three ninety nine to ninety nine ninety nine, and then premiums going from ninety nine ninety nine up to one hundred nineteen ninety nine. Um, Jesus, which that's a that's not an insignificant increase. No, it really isn't. That's a fair amount of dough as well. Uh, mine just renewed. Automatically? So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have mine set up to renew automatically every year. Um, are you so, on the premium, are you? No, 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 I'm on Essential. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Um, I've never even tried premium. There's nothing there that makes me go, I oh, that's that's worth it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty big... Uh, Big jump. They don't really give an explanation of why they're doing it either. Just like, ah, we're doing this. Oh, well, they don't need to. We know why. They want more money. The stock mm. price increased as well. Uh, and oh. Game Pass did it uh, already. They did it in July. Um, so I guess they're thinking. Oh, they can do it. We can do it. We can do it too. <laughs> Uh, is it like the the monthly one's still like it? So it's six ninety nine, uh, on for the essential ten ninety nine for extra, and thirteen forty nine for premium. A month, yeah. Jesus. Uh, so if we take uh, so. It's over a hundred and fifty quid for the year if you pay month by month. Yeah, so it's like if you go buy essential, it's eighty three, eighty eight. So you're still, you know, it's still cheaper to to pay by twelve months. So that's where they can afford to make the the increase, mm. um, because they're like it's still a cheaper option over paying monthly. Um, do they still do the? They used to do a three month one, didn't they? That's what I do. I do the three month one. Uh, I don't. It just works out a bit easier for me because there's times that I know I'm not going to be playing online for a while, so I'll leave it, and then if something comes out that I want to play online, I'll get it again. Oh yeah, your way is definitely smarter than what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm what they want. They want me. To, they want you to forget and be like, oh, well, I haven't played. I which this is the situation I'm in now. I haven't touched a PlayStation in like three months. Um. But I'm still it's paying for it. I can tell you the last game we played. What was it? AEW. Oh, maybe not three months in. Me and you were mucking around in tag matches trying to do a Meltzer driver. <laughs> That's right. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. Um, is that all that Sony has done then? I think so. I think so. <laughs> For this week. For this week. Um, so you know that uh, actors union strike, the sag after Yes. It's been going on since July. It's along with the writers. They're asking for more money. Um, mm. uh, so games are getting pulled into it now as well. Because uh, yeah. the union's been negotiating with, with different companies. They're looking for 11% increase in wages um, for performers. Um, no, the uh, <clears throat> they're happy to increase you know the price of things by 20%, but uh, 
these actors come ask for 11 percent then no <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. it is a bit mad to think about things like this because like again everyone i'm sure we've mentioned this before everyone thinks actor and they immediately think that you know everyone's on robert downey jr's wages and get millions per movie but there's guys who just aren't. yeah tiny they that's a that, yeah that's a tiny percentage of actors and every time you see if you see a big actor speaking at this one of these strikes it's because that they don't they don't need it but they're there in solidarity with the guys mm-hmm. that don't mm-hmm. earn that money they're they're lending their voice because their voice is a hell of a lot louder yeah um, wasn't it? a bunch of them walked out of the uh, oppenheimer premiere mm-hmm. in in sort of in uh, well in sort of what's protest? the word looking for <laughs> protest yeah, thank you thank you to show uh, you know to show that they were in protest with them yeah yeah uh, it's it's purely like like they're um they're fine they're they get millions and millions per movie but they're also going right we're not going to make any anything else we're not making any more money and they can they can survive um so they'll mm. they'll get out there on the picket lines and shout as well um just to help everyone else get a bit too um mm. so it's looking like games is going to get rolled into this um which could uh, could well if games get pulled into this this is going to have a, an impact on release dates dates like it is with with movies and tv shows Mm. Um, and also promoting things again because you won't have any voice actors doing any promoting because like at the minute actors aren't allowed to actors or writers aren't allowed to promote any current um, movies coming up or anything like that. Um, so, so they they spoke to Activision, Disney, Electronic Arts, Epic, Insomniac, Take Two Productions, and uh, WB Games, and that. Uh, they're on a separate contract from movies and TV. There's with the SAG-AFTRA uh, union, um, and the negotiations they couldn't come to terms, or they haven't been able to come to terms, and that'll lead to that being pulled into the strike. So no actors for your games. I'm not sure about writers though. I don't think that's included. But I guess we'll be going back to just. Uh, no, no voice cutscenes anymore. <laughs> I wonder how some of the big companies will feel about that, though. Uh, about like, the you know, your, your take two, you know, who make your GTA, is that mm. just going to stop production at the moment, and are they just going to have to accept this? Because we all know Rockstar and Take Two are a bit scumbag lately, and I'm just wondering. I wonder would they dare and try and you know work around this? I think that would break the law i'm not 100 yeah. percent on uh how unions and strikes but you do get scabs and that wouldn't go down yeah. too well i don't think but uh, at the same time you're right it's grand theft auto 6 you know motherfuckers would play that because they don't care yeah, yeah that's uh, that's what i'm thinking games like that your call of duties and stuff boys are going i don't give a fuck i want to play my call of duty i want to play yeah. my gta get the scabs yeah, in there 100 i don't think they would though um I think they might get. I sued. wouldn't like to think so. I'd hate to think they'd be that scummy about things. Yeah. But but if they are, if Grand Theft Auto Six is at a point where it's like, yeah, we're recording dialogue for this game, uh, mm. that'll get all sort of in the way and slow things down, mm. um, push those release dates back. Um, but still, people gotta get paid, so this has to be done. 
Uh, don't blame the strikers. Blame the companies that aren't paying them. Um, uh, so uh, if, if you want to avoid release dates, uh, make some noise at these companies uh, to pay people better. That's that's mm. the answer. Um, I see that some. I'm not sure how this works, but like you've got smaller movie studios agreeing to. Uh, I know for this for the movies, uh, you know, agreeing to the better payouts and like people want more residuals as well. So you know, if it's 20 years later and they're doing 500 different re-releases of a film you're at, you get to see that money as well. Um, mm. but uh. I don't know if that means those smaller studios can go ahead and make stuff if they're paying more fairly. I think it's like the union has to get all the big boys as well. It's always the way. It's always the big boys that get in the way. I bet all the the smaller indie studios pay their guys fairly, I would say. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Again, I'm pretty sure Devolver were... I absolutely love Devolver. Like, but I'm pretty sure they were taking the piss they done a wee... Uh... I don't know we video for that Gamescom. I think they uploaded it like yesterday. It was called Behind the Schemes. And it was like all them ones whipping their employees, but then giving them sacks of money afterwards. <laughs> 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 so you know, I think they were just taking the piss at all. I, I get I love absolutely love Devolver, but yeah, you would be I reckon you'd be right. The wee indie studios uh, they definitely uh, take better care of their employees than the big boys would. Um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 a game yes. of the, the first game I absolutely loved um, and was looking forward this to this talked about for quite some time this was supposed to come out in 2020 yes. and here we are um, so this was being uh, developed by Hardsuit Labs was the name of the developer um and it was that Paradox crowd mm -hmm. that was um, uh, publishing, I believe. And mm -hmm. then they, uh, they pulled the game from Hard Suit Labs in 2021 and apparently got really close to just pulling the plug completely. Um, well, a bit of hopeful news is it has a developer and a new release date. Um, so the developer is the Chinese Room. It's a UK studio. They have done two games of note. Dear Esther and Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. Probably not your type of games, too. They're walking simulator. I'm not trying to be funny, but that's what they are, aren't they? <laughs> the art of driven games, yes. Walking um, simulators. I play Dear Esther. It's actually really good. Um, I've never but played Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. Vampire Masquerade's not very just walk around, is it? No, there's combat, and shit, not, is it? There's combat and stuff. But like, yeah, I'm sure they can manage that. Um, I hope so. I but, always think that's a big worry for a studio the first time they're asked to do combat. Uh, well, it can be, but the thing I am like happy about it, but with the Chinese room, they have two games there fully released that have done well true, true. Like, i suppose that's a good thing they haven't just released you know right yeah uh so uh and if like storytelling is a strong point um vampire the masquerade very story driven mm -hmm. um even though they're you know they're still 
combat and that but it's one of those games that's an rpg where uh you know ideally you want more solutions to things than just shooting your way out of it yeah like deus ex mm-hmm. yes i kind of kind of like that yeah um so what are they saying first person isn't it it is first person Mm-hmm. Um, they say they're going to show some gameplay in January um, next year uh, and then the game will come out in the autumn 2024 um, but yeah it's better than not knowing <laughs> and looking oh, like as you've, as you've just said previously these these developers have made two solid games already so they know what they're doing and it's not like they've just I'm guessing they haven't just thrown this date out just to keep people happy they've went here We've taken over. We know we can have this game ready by this date. So it's a bit of hope for it. Because like you say, it was meant to be like three years ago. Mm. And everyone just thought it had, you know, it just wasn't happening. It's, excuse me. Uh, it seems like this Hearts uh, Labs really fucked up. Because this sounds mm. like uh, we had to start again. Um, and I think something like that was said. It's like the more or less needed to be started again. Um Mm. But yeah, whatever. At least it's still being done. That's the main thing. Yeah. Um, other things maybe being done. Uh, Suda Fifty One wants to make an hour Shadow Shadows of the Damned, uh, and he wants Shinji Mikami involved. I was reading this. Um, that would be awesome. Have you played Shadows of the Damned? I have played through a bit of it when it was on the uh, three sixty. I never got to finish it, um, but. I do remember laughing my whole off at it. It's you gonna... very suited for everyone. Yeah, yeah. But definitely you can see uh, a bit of Mikami in there too. Oh, wow. Um, it, remember, it's getting a, a remaster as well. Uh, yes. You're going to get that up and finish it. That'll encourage them to do it another one then. Um, it's not like all Suda's games are like, you know, big, do big numbers or anything, but... Uh... No, but I think that's what makes... It... That's what I enjoy about his games, though, is that they are, they're almost like cult classics, his games. Yes, yeah, 100% they are. Um, yeah. you know, like, uh, famously, this one was where, like, his studio, like, Grasshopper Manufacture, um, mm-hmm. 51 was always like, you know, it's a Stacey and Andy studio, and this was when they got involved with EA, and that did not yeah. go well. Um, with EA asking for things and him being like, no. <laughs> uh, and that's why Shadows of Damned went kind of wrong, even though it is actually still pretty good to play. I love the idea, though, of some crazy guy just looking at EA and going, no. Why do EA, do, why would they even bother? I was like, ah, oh, is this cult fucking video game maker that makes like, you know, fucking Killer 13 and isn't that the name of the Killer Seven, Killer Seven, sorry, and the, what a uh, game! Um, what do you call his horror series? The uh, uh, no more heroes, no more heroes. They look at that and it's like this really weird game. It's like, oh, we'll make a game of that guy, but then we'll try yeah, and we tell him what to do. It's like, why, why would you do that? You just if, if you're getting suit of fifty one, you want a suit of fifty one game, so you go yeah. make us a suit of fifty one game, please. It's so easy out on stage you go hey look suda 51's making a game for us and everyone gets to cheer and then they backstage you go i do this this and this thinking they're he's gonna do what he's told and it's like 
you didn't do your research. Yes, this guy is popular, but he's also a fucking lunatic, and that's why people love him, because he makes mad shite. Mm. Hopefully this uh, remaster changes enough where um, it's more that's, in line he with did the... say this is what the, he's making it in line with what he wanted to make. Yeah. This is just pure grindhousey shock. Did he do Lollipop Chainsaw? I don't know. It is very in tone with. Uh... I was thinking it, it seems very him. I'm going to have to look that up. I think that uh, might be one of his because I don't know what's getting remade. That, yeah, that's getting a. Is it a remake or remaster for that one? Yes, that is him. That is Grasshopper Manufacturer. Um, he just held his games. Well, it's it's his uh, his company. Oh yeah, he did direct it. He did direct it. <laughs> uh, and James Gunn wrote it. James Gunn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. So yeah, it's yeah, sort of fifty one. Get to go through a bunch of his like kind of greatest hits. Half fucking received games um that one was uh warner brothers so i'm guessing the same shit happened i'm guessing so yeah just stay away from these big companies uh, it's obviously hard to turn down the money they go hey we want you to make a game and here's the budget you're gonna go oh damn right and then after they give you the budget they go we also want this this and this and you're like ah oh, fuck no that's not how i do things yeah um, did you know Alone in the Dark was supposed to come in, like, next month? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I, there, there's a demo, oh, not a demo, there's a, you can play the prologue now on PlayStation. I played the prologue. Um, it's meh, but I know, <laughs> no, I mean, they don't, they don't give you a lot to do, so it's not fair to say the game's meh. You, you don't get a lot to do in the prologue. It's literally just to show you the atmosphere, I think. Um, but, uh. I... I know it was meant to be October, mm-hmm. and then they didn't want to collide with what's out. They were like, "No, we don't want to collide." There's something in October. Alan Wake, maybe. <laughs> maybe I know I... they didn't want to go anywhere near. They didn't want to go anywhere near Starfield and stuff either. And definitely, um, I don't think they want to be anywhere near Alan Wake. To somewhere, or... and Alan Wake is going to be way better. And we just know this. Yeah. Also, isn't October Call of Duty time as well? But the thing is, October's Halloween time, and that's when we should be getting our scary games. Yeah, true. Not true, necessarily. True. I think um, they, they're they coming up to this, and they're like, no one knows our game exists. Yeah, true. Uh, and along with, look at all these other games. Holy shit, Alan Wake 2 looks really good. Um, mm. maybe we should delay trouble. this and do some marketing or something. Yeah, because the game's pretty much finished. Now they they were openly honest. Is uh, we we don't want to collide with any of these other big game. It's not like they're saying oh, it needs polish or anything. They've literally came out and said, "I we don't we don't want to collide with anybody else." So I think you're hundred percent right. Uh, we haven't marketed this very well. Uh, let's let's do a big marketing drive now. I, don't mind I can see it being very, very early 2024. Uh, yes, January. January 16th. Yeah. I remember seeing it being like, oh, it's out in uh, October. And I was like, wait, that's right. They're making a Lone Dark game. I completely forgot. Um, hmm. It's got that guy uh, from Stranger Things. Yeah, it does. <laughs> He's doing voice acting on it. 
<laughs> He's Edward Carnby. Um, yes. I don't know who that woman is that's playing Emily Hartwood. This is a, a straight up remake. Um, yes. I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be any worse than the fucking last one. No. <laughs> Definitely could. Really? Or you would hope not. Um, I'd say THQ Nordic desperately needs a win as well. Mm. Um, EA is doing a World Rally Championship game. Uh, I've seen the M3 letters. Uh, there have been WRC games coming out every year, forever. Really? Yep. Uh, it's just they're not made by big, or not released by big publishers or anything. Um, um, but with EA buying Codemasters, um, you know, hmm. they do the Formula 1 game, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh well, it had been Codemasters had a, a a license, so it makes a lot of sense that uh, have them do a new one of uh, these. Um, the game will be released on the third of November, apparently. Jesus, okay. And they're doing your favorite thing of uh, three days early access to the people uh, who own the Champions Edition. Right, I I have to make a confession. What live on air? I cancelled my pre order. Did you? And then I bought it again. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, I cancelled it. And I was you're, like, you're no. talking about you're talking about MK. I know Mortal. I'm talking about Mortal Kombat. One. We found out during the week there that if you pre-order the Ultimate Edition, you get five days early, and that shit it really fucks me off to the high hilt. I don't know why, but for some for some reason that really grates me. And I did. I went onto my account and you know had to contact someone and says, "Listen, I want this refunded," and you know they refunded me. And then I was like, "Wait a minute." I'm refunding a game that I really want to play. God damn it. And I was like, no, nah, fuck it. I'll just, I'll just pre-order it again. So I was like, yes, I'm pissed about this, but I'm not doing that. I'm not paying the extra money. So I guess that's, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to justify buying it day one. Well, technically day one, but I am still fucked off about it. Uh, yeah, it is. Sorry about the rant. Uh, no, it's uh, it's a, it's just when it's a fucking studio in a game you really love doing shit tactics. You're just like, God damn it! It's a real shitty um, practice that's just crept in over the last couple of years, and they keep calling it uh, get early accesses. No, you're not. You're delaying. You're holding out the release to get more money out of people. Yeah, if you want to say get early access, release the game you know, six months early when it's not quite finished yet, there's your early access. Mm-hmm. 100%. That, that's, like, that's, that's your Steam, dude. You know, you get early access games, you're paying for a game that's not quite finished yet. Why yeah. would you do that? Starfield uh, has done it as well. Like, um, Technically, it releases at midnight tonight, but people have been playing it for the last five days. Yeah, because they paid 100 quid for their edition, the fucking jobbers. <laughs> Well, actually, there was another way. If you have Game Pass, you could pay 35 for the upgrade, just the upgrade, and you'll also get it early. 35 quid to play it early? Yeah. When you're already getting it on Game Pass? Yes. Well, you That's also you, you also get the... Uh, the it gets, you know, you get the expansion stuff that will come. Yes. 
But that means if you ever want to keep playing that, you have to. Oh no! I suppose you could just buy it as well, couldn't you? You could. Also, if you like want to stop and go, like it's it's just like you have Game Pass, but you can stop. It's kind of like buying DLC. Kind of like buying DLC for a game you don't actually own, though. <laughs> I have done that. Have you? I just, well, I don't own Forza Horizon, but I have all. Oh, DLC. okay. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, I keep yeah. forgetting everything's on Game Pass these days. Yeah, Everything yeah. basically. But that that's a the one thing about first party stuff in Game Pass. You don't have to worry about it leaving. Mm, true, 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 true. It's never gonna leave. Uh probably well, wouldn't it's no. It's no what? I was just because it's no different to buying DLC for a free to play game, really, then is it? Yeah. Um I probably wouldn't do it for a game that wasn't first party. Like Yeah, yes. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, that can leave and then I'm um, like, I've got this DLC I can't use anymore unless I buy mm. the game. Um, uh, speaking of Starfield, uh, and as I said, it's not out yet. Um, but it in its early, uh, quote unquote, early access, it hit two hundred thirty thousand people, players, concurrent players on Steam in its first two it hours. Saved the boy's life. It did. You not hear about this? No. I sat up early because he got Starfield at midnight, mm-hmm. and. There was a fire in flat two flats below him, Fuck. and his missus was asleep. She didn't wake, but because he was awake, he sort of felt that the heat was all geez, what's going on? And he actually looked downstairs and he could see the fire, so he was able to wake his family up and get out. And he was, you know, thanking Starfield and all. And I think they actually sent him a bunch of stuff to say, you know, we're glad you're okay and you know all this here. But yeah, he says the only reason he is alive is because he sat up to play Starfield. Wow. I'm going to make up a mad story and get free stuff off of game. Yeah, dude, from software, they sent you cool shit. Yeah. They're like, I'm helping people in the game, send me a sword. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, actually, there's just, if you had to pick a studio for, for someone to send you free shit, who would you pick? Uh, I have no idea. Probably would be some from software. Because I went out to buy Armor Core, and then my house exploded, and I was only out of the house because I was buying Armor Core. Send me a mech. <laughs> Free mech, please. Uh, I would probably want Ed. Ed? Right. Ed, send, send me a Doom guy suit. Because, <laughs> you know, I was, um, I don't know, I was up playing Doom and the Satan actually invaded my house. And because I'd played Doom, I was able to kick Satan's ass. Send me a Doom Slayer gun. <laughs> um... Reviews are in for Starfield as well. It's doing pretty well. Uh, 86 Metascore. Uh, I see some people complain about the... Eh, it's the usual early, like, a uh, big RPG with this, where, um, where some people have built up a completely unrealistic <laughs> vision yeah. of a game in their head, and you're like, uh, have you played a Bethesda game before? Um, I was actually going to say, I have been hearing out of Bethesda games, though. This is actually one of the most polished out of the box yeah yeah the the usual thing i've uh i've heard from people with their feet firmly on the planet earth uh, is mm. that yeah this is a really good bethesda style open world rpg and they've done really well at polishing all those things you've come to expect over the years there's people mm. like oh the space is empty and i can't get like, good most of the planets have nothing on it and it's like well 
do, let me tell you about the thing we call outer space. Yeah. There's... I was about to say, <laughs> welcome to the universe. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bit crazy. Th that's, that's fucking idiots who've watched Star Trek their whole lives and think there's aliens just flying around everywhere. Uh, I think it's uh, people just get the. And we can't blame marketing and stuff this time yep. uh, and Broken Promise because Bethesda have been so. They have played this so close to their chest. They have told us basically nothing except showing that video of the gameplay parts. And they've been yep. really open about how the ships work and uh, the where the load screens will be. They, they like mm. they very they did a open asked us anything and people were asking, well, you know, you land on planets. They're like, nope, you will load and then you'll be on the planet. Um, yep. You know, stuff like that. So they learned lessons from things like Cyberpunk and that. And uh, so whenever they were doing the marketing, they locked Todd Howard in the cupboard. So he couldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. Like Todd Howard, and uh, they haven't there. There hasn't been too many lies out there. So like uh, the people that they're going off on one um, about it not being like some sort of like I think people were thinking, oh, this is going to be like No Man's Sky, but the that that pie in the sky, No Man's Sky. I was like, well, yeah, yeah. no, this is going to be a very um, you know, like built, like crafted experience where, like, you have to keep in mind that, like, a human being has to go in and make all this stuff. And yes, there will be a lot of window dressing that is empty, and you have to do that because to have explore exploration, yes, you do have to reward a player with finding something, but also you need a lot of stuff where there's not anything to make it exploring or it's like you're not really exploring because it's just there's stuff there mm. anyway and, you, and if, like it's you can't always have every wee rock be have something yeah. on it it's kind of unrealistic but uh well i'll i'll try it and then maybe i'll say something different but like this game has nothing in it whatsoever Fush. Mm. i know i go all <laughs> um and we got uh, off of that Bethesda says uh, Elder Scrolls Six is in early development. <laughs> More news is still years away. It's like no shit. Yeah, they've just finished Starfield, like so. I doubt you know fucking Elder Scrolls Six is next year. I bet some fuckers are like technically we haven't even hit release, but some fuckers are like All right, show us the trailer for Elder Scrolls. So, uh, uh, they should not have announced this at all. No, no. That was Microsoft panicking because they had nothing at the time and they had just no games. They're like, uh, tell them we're making mm. Elder Scrolls 6. And they're like, that's a bad idea. Um, yeah, this is no surprise. So everyone should just uh, forget about Elder Scrolls 6. Go play Starfield. Enjoy that. They're, they have... go, pl go play the new game. They just came out instead of wanting where the next one is. Yeah. It's got. It's probably a long ass game, and it's uh, got DLC to be done. They've got patches to do. Um, don't expect any Elder Scrolls Six anytime soon. Nope. Uh, and then lastly, Volition. Uh, the guys have made Red Faction Centro series mm. has been closed. Yeah. Damn. Uh, that's the original Centro's makers. 
Yeah, they also made the, yeah. the newest one. Oh, did they do that as well? I thought that was a different mm -hmm. team, sorry. Uh, I don't think it was any less. Probably completely different people, but that yeah. the That's developer the that is Volition. Um, oh. I think they're owned by Embracer. Oh, of course. Who have been closing stuff like crazy because they bought too many things. Too yeah, much. I don't... I don't have a lot of hopes for time splitters anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would just, just uh, you should forget about time splitters as well, and then maybe it'll yeah. come around and you'll be surprised and you'll be happy. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> nice. But I don't think it's gonna. I'm. I'm also have. Don't have much hope for DSX either. I don't have much hope for anything they have. Yeah, but if it does happen, cool. Yeah, but, yeah. After a long time with Volition games, uh, no more Volition games. I used to love the original Red Faction. Yeah, same. I even like the one where you could just knock everything down with a sledgehammer too. That was fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. That was Armageddon. Mm-hmm. That was fucking bright. Just ran around with a sledgehammer just wrecking the place. That was actually one of the most fun. Um, I actually had a good time with that newest intro as well. Uh, but I never got around to playing it. Yeah, I understand why it wasn't well received because. Uh, but it was fixed since then, was it not? They did, they did patch it and fix it, but they not. Uh, there, there is some, something very uninspired about the gameplay too. It's like it's not no. as a Saints Row game goes. It doesn't have those moments like three. Oh. Um. So, I, I get why you, people wouldn't like it. Um. Like I said I, I enjoyed it well enough, but it's just not a, not enough people liked it uh, to the point of it saving the studio. And it's getting out of the PS Plus, or it's one of the right. the, the PS Plus free games uh, for September. Essentials. Yeah. Wait, so I will get to play it then. So yeah, give it a try and see what you think. I will. I will. Because I loved Saints Row three and four. I thought them two mm. games were fantastic. I like two as well. Hell, I like the first one. Oh yeah, two was the first one I played because I didn't have an original Xbox. Uh, the first one was very much just like a. It was a GTA. This is our GTA, and then the second one it started to find its own sort of voice. Yeah, the silly. That's when all the silliness came in. Mm. I remember, I, like making your character at the start. I made this because no one of the voices was the, was the English guy. Mm hmm. I always picked the English guy because he made me laugh, and then I gave him like dreadlocks and made him super skinny. And then when you were doing the when you were doing the insurance scam missions, it just looked so funny—the hair flinging everywhere. <laughs> uh, you're not going to enjoy the insurance scam missions in this one. It's uh, broken still. Oh, uh, you were telling me uh, it was just the traffic really stops. Traffic just stops, and you're like, "What do I do now?" Yeah. You sort of just or, end up running around looking for parked cars and slamming yourself into them repeatedly to get the multiplier to go up. It's kind of like, uh, why haven't you fixed this? Uh, yeah. It's definitely not getting fixed now. It was three or four, you can literally cause yourself to explode and everything and mm -hmm. you go flying for miles. Yeah, you can do that in this one as well. And if there was traffic to do it, then it would probably be great. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh... Right, wrestling. We got some big wrestling news to go through. Um, right. CM Punk is gone. I think that's all the time we should give that. You think so? 
<laughs> just fuck him, he's gone finally. No, we obviously have to explain what the fuck happened. Um, but I think this is the last time we'll actually discuss this, man. So yeah. Well, there's the whole thing with uh, with Jungle Boy, where Jungle Boy was all like, and then. Um, well, the, the, the latest fucking stuff that came out, which is, again, Tony Khan, I if you've watched this week's collision, he actually brings this up. Uh, yeah, he made a statement. He, said, he did, he made a statement, and he says, I've been doing rest, I've been watching wrestling shows for 30 odd years, I've been doing shows for four years, and I've never actually felt scared at a, at a show. Like, whatever the fuck this guy did. So, Cam was terrified. The, the, the reports come out from like Meltzer, uh, and this is backed up by numerous eyewitnesses. So, that's the thing like mm. the, bro the, the brawl out stuff with the Bucks, that was all by enclosed doors. It was like mm -hmm. one side had he their said, account, the other side. This was done at Gorilla. There's cameras everywhere, people everywhere. Everyone saw what happened. Um, but then you have yep. Meltzer coming and he says he. Um, there's the whole altercation between Jungle Boy. So the some thought like Jungle Boy was being about like being RC boot because of the whole glass thing, and then Punk didn't like that got up in his face, and there was physicalities there. Um, and then Tony Khan was like, "Fucking stop it! Get your hands off him!" Um, and then what he was saying is that Punk lunged for Tony Khan. Uh, but then Meltzer, like, on his podcast said, like, I was being very kind using the word lunge. And he's like, I've been very kind with Punk all along. Like, I have tempered what I have said. I have given him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and to say lunge is to be kind. Like, this guy was knocking over monitors on top of him and all. Mm. So I can see how Tony would be sitting there scared shitless because he's not a large physical man. Nope, and this is also someone that he is a huge fan of. Like, it's yeah. probably why he put up with him as long as he did. Aye, uh, not hundred percent. The, the rose tinted glasses came off that day. Uh, apparently, it was Joe grabbed him and told him to calm the fuck down because they had a match to do. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard it was Joe and. Funny enough, you know, he's, he's fine throwing shit at Tony Khan, but as soon as Joe confronts him, he calms down. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the this went to a disciplinary board, um, So, mm. which is made up uh, of, like, lawyers and mm. other people, and they unanimously advised that he should let him go immediately, yep. uh, terminate the contract, which is what he did. Um and it's it's a fucking shame that this is how, how it went. Uh, but I don't think this guy was ever going to change his ways. No. It was just... Does that mean technically we've seen Punk's last match? Yeah, I guess. In AEW. Do you think he'll go anywhere else? Would anywhere else touch him is the question. I don't think WWE would touch him after stuff like this, and I don't no. think he would feel that anywhere else is big enough for him. Yeah. And so, maybe not. And he will play the victim here. Maybe, oh, yeah. Don't move wrestling. You don't hit me, per me. Because that's just how he goes. He always plays. He'll, he'll go try UFC again. <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> so that someone was like, um, Tony Khan's whole defense of being afraid for his life um, 
sort of falls apart when he's like, have you seen him fighting in the UFC? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's evidence against it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no one's to say, like, Tony Khan says he was afraid for his life. It's like, uh, you can't disprove that he was actually afraid for his life because that is a feeling he had in his head. Mm. As you he, say, he's not a big guy. He's a very small guy. Someone fucking knocking monitors and all over him, him trying to put on a fucking the biggest wrestling show of all time. Jesus. Uh, but um, but Jack, he's all good. That's, nope. You know nope. that was my relief. No, 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 he's not. He's still suspended indefinitely. Yeah, he's suspended, but indefinitely. Oh, indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't Jack know. We we don't know what will happen with Jack Perry as of now. Um, so he could still get the sack. I'm guessing you know, the same thing will happen with the you know the disciplinary committee. Um, they'll interview people. They'll talk. They'll see what fault he has. The fact that he didn't try to you know beat up the boss will definitely go in his favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, like you know, punks fucking. Just pure fucking violence, and now I'm gonna assault you now. Uh, is yeah. the main thing that's that's got him sacked. Uh, and since like the Jack Perry stuff, it'll be like, oh, he got in Punk's face, would be the height of it. So, yeah, yeah he might get fined and you know, come back at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's never been a problem before Punk arrived, so... No, you know, I don't think so. Common denominator here? Yeah. Um, I got that. I, I was I was at a concert when this all came out and was getting texts, and after I looked at my phone, I was like, I felt very happy. Oh, shit, <laughs> you were at a gig. I was like... It was like relief. I don't know. Mm. Um... You know, I'm not saying this has completely changed things or we're going to see massive difference, but it was always a point of being like, you know, you're feeling that, that tension uh, and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. what's going to happen next? And then here we go. Uh, this was the next well, thing and this was this thing that has... Uh, I love the first episode of Collision after him and the, the Young Bucks and Kenny are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... Um, I was wondering because I, I was watching that uh, on Collision, the you know the main event uh, with a Bullet Club versus FTR. And I was like, Bullet Club's going to attack FTR after this match. The mm. Young Bucks have to show up here. I was like, but will they? Uh, sure enough, there they were. Yep. Came, came to FTR's rescue. Um, but yeah, I guess everyone can. Everyone can be on Collision now. There's yeah. no no more everyone people can... barred. People can do what they want. There was a lot of people saying, you know, you would have to have serious balls, like, but there was a lot of people saying they should have had Jack Perry on collision that night, just walk in, cross his legs and sit in the ring mm. and just walk out laughing. Yeah. I think that would have been a bit too close to the bone. They want to just put this behind them. Maybe a bit in bad days. Yeah, I don't think they would they would taking any wee fucking shots or anything at him. It's like, let's just move on now. It's done. Yep. Yep. He's gone. Fans, His fans will... You know, shout his name for a wee while and then realize, how long this match is amazing and then shut up. Um, As we see. Yep. Uh, so let's just let's just do some good wrestling and forget this guy. Mm. Um, and hey, prove he was the problem. 
off you go. Yeah. He's clear now. There's no longer an excuse for any backstage shit. Um, but yeah. I think MJF put it well in... Uh, who was he being interviewed by? Uh, where he, he was like... Oh, was it, it was the all-in scrum. Where he was all... Um, yeah, sure, look, we don't get along, all of us. Sure, we fight. But we, all of us together, go out and put on the best damn show that we can. And that's just mm. the reality of it. We're not always going to get along. That's people. Um, which is 100% right. We shouldn't obsess over who likes who backstage so much. Uh, mm. As long as they're working together. Like, we, we know, like, FTR and the Bucks don't exactly see eye to eye yeah. and everything. But, like, they're, they're there. They're doing good shit. They're working together. Um, when they work together, they do amazing shit. Yeah. Uh, and, like, we're saying these guys, like, you've seen stuff where, like, CM Punk's people are, are, you know, they're already trying to twist things by saying, oh, they were supposed to be a meeting with the elite to clear the air, and the, the elite refused to show up, and that put Punk in a bad mood that night. Um, I was like, I can see why they refused to show up. Because, mm. like, what, is he going to fucking lunge at the desk or is he going to start a whole fucking fight again? Um, so they're already, like, trying to, somehow trying to twist and blame, basically, the Young Bucks for Punk yeah. trying to beat up Tony Khan. Like, That's why I don't understand. At a, at I don't a, think his fans even know who they're supposed to be angry at anymore. No. It is some it's just fucking, blame the box. It's some crazy mental gymnastics. From for some reason, it's specifically the Bucks that have got it in the chops with with their with us with, with punk mm. fans. Um, yeah, they're all good with Hangman and Kenny you now. I think it's maybe because the Bucks can be wee shite sometimes <laughs> as well. Yeah, with it. Um, I think that's why we love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, it's probably a good thing overall to get a person like that out of there. Um, but as I said, we'll see. We'll see. It had felt like for a him. long time. It had felt like for a long time we had moved on, especially when the Bucks were doing the best or the Elite were doing the best of seven series, and you know Hangman was doing the, the story with Moxley and all. We thought, you know, we thought it was all behind us. And then when he came back and he was on collision only and he started hearing like oh, only certain people are allowed in collision, yada yada yada. It, it just felt the tension. And, uh, again. Cut, it was like, cutting that promo on Hangman as well. What, I mean, what the fuck? Like, uh, like off camera and then trying to say, I was getting heat to say, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. It's because, mm. uh, and you go, ah, oh, Punk just says whatever and he doesn't care about anything his feelings. It's like, no, he's a mouth. That's what we mm. in Derry call a fucking mouth. And eventually, a mouth gets what they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's got no one to blame but himself. Yep. Um, but moving on, uh, there's also a new mm. pay-per-view for October mm. has been announced to... Um, as a tribute to Antonio Anoki called Wrestle Dream. Mm. Nah, that's all we, we don't know. know much about it. <laughs> Hey, it'll be a pay. We do not know much about it. That's it. And it's going to feature New Japan stars as far as we know as well. So I'll be there. Well, not at it, but you know, I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are we up to now? Seven yearly pay-per-views? Yeah. All, all in, all out. Oh, yeah. Uh, double or nothing. Full gear. Full gear. Revolution. Forbidden, Revolution, Forbidden Door, and this. Mm, seven. 
Yeah. You wouldn't want any more. <laughs> no, nah, like uh, this this week was a lot. Yeah, uh, they're definitely gonna have to find a way. Like, you just gonna have to move all out. I know you like to do it that time in Chicago every year, but no, you can't be. They've already announced all in next year is on the twenty fifth of August, so we mm. can't, can't be having can't be having all out at the same time again. Uh-huh. Even though, like, it all worked out okay. But it's oh, as it's fucking it was fantastic as we'll discuss. It, watching it is exhausting. Yes, it's just too much. Um. And so speaking of all, it, uh, I assume you have watched it. You were talking about things. From yes. It. Um. Uh, I caught a most of the pre-show as well. Yeah, pre-show was actually some pretty good stuff on there. Um, yeah, the, the budget battle royale for charity. Yeah, Hangman uh, is over over the over the budget charity battle royale. Um, and Nana was, was going to, if any of his guys, <laughs> they were just for it. That it. made me giggle. It's <laughs> <laughs> given it to the Prince Nana Foundation. Oh, the Mughal Embassy Foundation. Yeah, the Mughal Embassy Foundation. Sorry, yes, yes. Alexi, I was asking, who does that benefit? The Mughal Embassy. <laughs> it's just okay. blasting lots away. Um, yeah, it's a pretty entertaining uh, opening thingy, thingy match thing. I did enjoy uh, the boys catching uh, Cool Hand Angelo Parker. And they were doing the thing they did with Dalton Castle where they catch him and put him back. But with Cool Hand, they started walking backwards. And he starts screaming to put him down, and they go, oh, "Okay!" And they just put him down on the floor. Are you serious? Ah, that's right. That's why he's screaming. I, I, I still love Daddy Magic and Cool Hand. Them two are fantastic. Hmm. Definitely. Um. I guess Scorpio Sky's okay again. See, he was. That's good to see. He's one of the guys got an entrance here. Um. Good thing about uh, Punk being gone. Uh. Some get, it's gonna, you know, free up a half hour to get some more guys in. Just thinking that as well. It frees up some time. Um, and oh, uh, par- apparently, apparently as well, uh, you know, way Punk was booking Collision. Yeah. You know who's supposed to be taking over? Hey. Brian Danielson. Oh, nice. Mm. Um. We should. I, ju- I do think we, just before we continue on here, because obviously speaking of Danielson, there was a match made. Um, I think Rick, Ricky Starks was genuinely pissed about this whole thing because he's the one that's getting shafted more than anyone because apparently there was a big storyline between him and Punk planned. And now he's sitting with, well, he was sitting with fuck all they do. And I think that's what that promo was about in Collision. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think- um, He's legit pissed off at Punk for just, you know, leaving him in the lurch more than anyone else because he's sat with, well, again, was sat with nothing to do. But instead, we got an absolutely fucking cracking match, which we'll come to. Yeah. yeah you're right. He definitely had a bit of, like, oh, I, can't, I keep doing something, then back to square one. And it's like, mm. yeah, that is kind of what Punk did. He just stepped on your head <laughs> and moved yep. on. Um, because they wanted to be feuding with like fifteen people at once. Mm. 
Uh, but yeah, he has a fantastic match on this pay per view. Yeah, well, yeah. Hangman Next on the pre-show, we had a week. Oh, did we talk about hang, Hangman won this? No. Oh, you did? Didn't you say at the start? Uh, I may have. I forgot. But he did. Yeah, well, hang. Cage uh, he, he wins by last a, a minute in Cage, which Cage looks like a fucking beast in this. So he's just doing the face paint thing now? That's. I guess so. Like all the time. That's fine. It's a new look for him. Why not? Guess he's paying homage to his, his favorite wrestler of all time as well, Surferstein. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you're saying there we get a wee six six woman match. Um, Nightingale, Sky Blue, Karshita versus Athena Diamante and Mercedes Martinez. Some fucking great stuff from Athena. I should watch more Ring of Honor just to see Athena just beating shit out of people. He is fucking phenomenal. Um, I guess so. Like, so Billy Starks is injured at the minute, so she's just like Athena's butler or something. I don't know. Yeah, bit of a shite. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was grand. Yeah, it was. I was uh, next to like the last two matches were quite quick. They obviously didn't have a lot of time after that uh, battle royale. Mm. Um, I wonder. I'm not sure if does anything come out of this regarding Ring of Honor. Would you see Sheeta go for that? I don't know. I think they are building a story between Sheeta and Brit at the moment. Mm. I think that's the idea. That that's I like that they're actually building something for the first time in a while. Not a title to be seen as well. No title in it either. I just two I women having a feud. Are you gonna? Are you gonna do that? That's uh, Danielson. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, we saw like a, a wee uh, LFI. Uh, they've been doing those mm-hmm. wee uh, vignettes yes. of Roosh beating the shit out of Drillisico and Preston. What do you think? I come back. I think. Are you looking forward to these guys coming back? I love Rush. Do you think these are the guys uh, to take the trio's titles off acclaimed? Ah, see that that would actually be a good shout. I didn't even think of that. Did they not say that's what they're doing? Probably. Well, Ben's think they'll come to AW where they go to Ring of Honor and go for the six man. Ah, Rush is too good to be sitting on Ring of Honor. I think not the same yeah, the yeah. Ring of Honor, but, yeah, yeah. but like, I want Rush but, on on AEW. Yeah. I know he's too dangerous for TV, but <laughs> they still need him on TV. <laughs> um, yeah, there's plenty of time there to get these guys on. Um, yeah, I, can't, I actually I don't see acclaimed um, having that longer a reign with the uh, the, the trio titles because mm. you know it's faces all about the chase. Yep, they don't really need them either, and it would. Um, it would help LFI, I think, more. Uh, mm. spe- speaking of the, the, the trio titles, we then get the trio's title match. Uh, <laughs> fucking why have they got Dennis Robin? I mean, I know why. Yeah, but yeah. But why? The fuck? I don't know. I know it's Chica- 
Did you not get Michael Jordan? Will he not appear? <laughs> they couldn't afford Michael Jordan. I don't care how rich Tony Khan is. So we get the guy who's responsible for one of the worst moments in WCW history? Yes. Cool. <laughs> okay, yeah. then. Okay. Working with Jeff Jarrett again. <laughs> uh, I've turned around Jeff Jarrett. I think he's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. but uh... No, you're right, though. I yeah. think Jarrett knows what he he knows his strengths and he just fucking plays up to it. Uh, yeah. And that's exactly what they're doing here as well. It's the Yep. Uh, um being silly for yep. you know, silly opponents for claimed and um and Billy Gunn. Um having you know, an entertaining match. Got the guitar, always gets turned on him. Dennis Rodman yep. hit, hit Sanji Dot. Or no, Satnam Singh with a guitar. Um, I think Satnam should have got up and just emptied him. <laughs> we're we're getting on Satnam Singh's side as well, aren't we? <laughs> I think he has been for like a big man like that. He's pretty impressive. Like, he's not anything special, but he's not a disaster either. There is depth improvements from his first time around. When he was struggling to, who was it he struggled to pick up? And we were like, oh, Jesus, this guy's weak as shit. And it's just, he didn't have the right technique. He's obviously been working at it. Like, mm. I can't remember who it was, but he struggled to pick someone up. And we were like, oh, fuck. Um, and then we knew he wasn't weak because then he'd done that thing on BTE where everybody was struggling to lift something and he lifted it with one arm. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> did you like. Uh, Caster calling them the 2023 oddities. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. Like, I will say, Satnam Singh, way better than Kurgan. Oh, fuck. Jesus. That's, uh, that's, that's not even up for discussion. Uh, and the show itself, uh, interesting. Well, I suppose this is what the, the, the announced team was. On the pre-show as well, but Excalibur, McGinnis, and Kelly. Hmm. To start. Um, could have done with a bit more Kevin Kelly, but less Jr. But mm-hmm. alas, he gets uh, switched in. Um, it's like a a, a commentary shit sandwich. <laughs> we start. <laughs> we start with Kevin Kelly on the rotating seat. I got Jr. and we finish off with about a Taz. Yep. Nigel McGuinness is fucking amazing as well. Yeah, I like it. He's like, all right, you're going to be on for the whole show. He starts taking uh, Shivani's spot and you're going to do announcements uh, like yeah. he did at All In as well. He did the announcement for the, mm. the attendance and that. Um, he's good at that stuff. Um, I forgot how fun it is, though, to have a heel commentator. Mm. Especially when Daniel's so. Oh, Jesus. I love that when he came back. He's like, also, oh, now he's okay to wrestle. <laughs> he keeps calling him brittle as well. Brittle. Brittle Brian Danielson. Clam digger. The dirty, the dirty clam digger. That's what I was messaging about the other day. I was like, oh, has anyone seen the card even? We're all out. And when you said you had, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. But I was nearly close to typing, Jesus, the dirty clam digger's back. <laughs> oh, I'd already seen his return. I'd, I'd seen Collision at that point. Mm. Um, MJF Adam Cole uh, versus uh, versus 
Dark Order. Silver and Reynolds. Yep. This was fucking amazing. It was great. The um, uh, yeah, double close eyes, kangaroo kicks, Dark Order did a double close eye as well. Yep. The uh, the, the the shenanigans Dark Order get up there with their heels, brilliant. High. Mm. Evil Uno is fucking awesome. He's very good at that. Like it's distracting to the referee, like pulling him in the direction. Then you get shenanigans behind her, like the referee be looking elsewhere, and he's beating the shit out of people. Um, he makes a good manager. He really does. He, he really does. Uh, he's he's brilliant in the ring, but he's also a fantastic manager. Uh, the whole story with this was obviously MJF took a a bad neck bump. Um, and obviously that's what they were talking about. MJF's neck is not good after all, and so he actually has to go backstage. And poor old Budge is left with Silver <laughs> and Reynolds, and they give him a good shoeing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I like the callback to that as well. That's a BT thing. We're like, oh, we're yeah. we used to be best friends. It's like we used to play night crawlers. <laughs> like, fucking sunny and blue. That cracked me up. I was like, oh, we used to play night crawlers. And like, Always sunny fucking references for the uh, uh, John yep. Silver. Brilliant, So, yeah, uh, for Adam Cole has to take a good shoe for a while, and obviously MJF comes back. Um, tide starts to turn, and it's the double clothesline on Reynolds. I did not know that Reynolds had a hand in training MJF. That was pretty cool, wee bit of knowledge. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, was uh, so did the the sportsmanship part? Of the <laughs> shake hands and then poked him in the eye. Um, yeah, good opening match. Yep. Uh, better new baby retain the Ring of Honor. Very Ring of Honor heavy. Show this no. After the match, mm. some more. Oh, Joe decides he's not waiting for these two to, to get up the aisle. So he starts walking down his entrance, you know, champion's prerogative and all this here. And he shoves MJF out of the way. And, uh, you know, crowds all, oh, Jesus, Jesus. And MJF sort of sits there for a second. He's like, son of a bitch, shoved me, hey? And, uh, you know, MJF's holding the neck. You know, he's still not in good shape. But he decides he's going to commit suicide anyway and jumps into the ring and attacks Samoa Joe. And Joe just gets a howl of his neck and just starts wrenching the shite out of his neck. Security comes in and separates them. So this leads up to, I guess, who MJF's next big opponent's going to be. Yep. Joe, uh, looks like Joe will be challenging for the AEW title, which... Uh, might or it could not... be the other way around. Mm. <laughs> MJF's going to become a bell collector. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, um, I think Joe will be a good, uh, good opponent. Opponent. Um, I think what Joe's been doing recently been really good. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. MJF hasn't faced any big man, has he? Yeah, uh, it'll be probably will be MJ, like a big thing for yeah. him to overcome. As you know, him being a face now, it's not like that's that's why you've never seen him face someone like this before because like you know. You can't have mm. well, you can't have Joe's face, but like usually that's heel stuff. Heel Joe, uh, yeah, it'll be a big. And normally, normally like if MJF's a heel, he's got a big man by his side. So, mm. but yeah, this will this will be good. And obviously, this led into the next match. Uh, Shane Taylor, Samoa Joe, Shane Taylor, big boy, Samoa Joe, a big boy. Um, mm. 
This oh, was just like a match where you, like no one should have really cared about, but yep. God, they, it, it was short, but they made the most of that time, and it's just I uh, two bike lads just fucking going nuts. There was a bit where they were just clotheslining each other one after the other, and fantastic. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know much about Shane Taylor, but I was impressed after this. I was like, holy mm. fuck, that's a big man who can go as well. I liked his, uh, so Joe got him in the rear naked choke on the other side of the ropes, and Taylor like mm. pulls him up over the ropes and does a stunner to get out of it. Yep. That was, that that was, was very good. Um, but yeah, eventually he gets in the Krakina clutch. That's all she wrote. Yeah, no choice but that tap. Good wee big man match to just you know, mm. lean, lean into what everyone wants to see, and we'll get another one of them as well. Oh, we will. Um, then here's a here's a match from was it caused you a lot of stress? Luchasaurus defending oh, against Darby Allen. Yep. Um, Nick Wayne's still alive, unfortunately. Yeah, so we got Nick Wayne coming down with Darby Allen. He was vital to this. Um, yeah, he actually played an important role, I guess. And Christian as well. So that I thought this was going the way of every Derby match because it was Luchasaurus. He gets in early, beats the ever fuck out of Derby. Oh, Jesus. When he Darby, took him outside. Derby bleeding all over the fucking place. Yep. Fucking murdered this guy. I honestly thought there, people were telling me, oh, Derby's legit hurt. This, this won't be a match. But when I kept going, I was like, ah, balls. I know where this is going. Yeah. Um, we do get then Christian Christian obviously looking at us and thinking the same thing we are Darby's doing his yes. thing he's doing his thing so he, he gets Nick Wayne beats shit out of him sticks a chair sticking down on top of a chair ready to do a concerto um, and Darby, Darby goes up for the fucking coffin drop and just Christian out there sitting with Nick Wayne going like go then see what happens just create that me moment of uh, Darby Allen going, do I go for the win or do I help Nick Wayne? Um, and I like it. he didn't do neither. Yeah. <laughs> like Luchasaurus got up and uh, fucking murdered him. Yeah, I was about to say, Luchasaurus got up and committed a murder in front of everyone. Fuck me. I, um, like two... The wind got sucked out of the arena when this happened. Hmm. <laughs> Never seen it. Like back to back tombstone as in tombstone then stand up while still holding him tombstone again then just fuck him into the turnbuckle from a tombstone yeah. position and then clothesline his head off I love that you move it's just that dirty big clothesline to the back yeah. of the neck um fucking empties derby uh, Luchasaurus so I cheered his... after that yeah I cheered like fuck after that <laughs> Made Luchasaurus look really good here, even though yeah. with the, the the sort of interference, but just just the the moves he was pulling out just makes him look more of that monster. Mm. Um, then we get half the locker room coming out to save Darby from a concerto. <laughs> Chris was ready for like the guy's already dead, but let's kill him some more. <laughs> um, so following that. We have yep. we have a big slapper. <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. Yep. Holy fuck. This match had no right to be as good as it was. 
I, this, this, this was, this was Miro great. and Powerhouse Hobbs. Similar. Uh, we were saying beforehand, we did not think this was going to be much of a match. No. And fuck, they knocked it out of the park and then some. Mm. This was a, a, a combination of them responding to what the crowd was saying and doing mm-hmm. and leaning into that um, and just being two very meaty men, very muscly guys making the most of people of the size. You know what was brilliant about this match, though? The whole match, until the end, no one had a rear clear advantage. No. It was just, it was just back, and back and forth. You hit me, I hit you. Let's see who breaks first. Um, and the crowd being like, slap that meat. This is meaty meat forever. Holy meat. Brilliant. Hey, and the, the crowd made this one something shocking as well. Uh, yeah, this was this is how you do a big man match. This is how you yep. do it. Big man versus big man. They can be horribly boring, but uh, this one just worked. Um, it was fantastic. Um, so the, the finishes obviously both men are trying to do each other's finishers on each other as well. Hmm. Hero gets the game over, and Hobbs eventually has to tap. Then at the end, we get a handshake. Oh, oh, the Predator fucking... No, that's not a handshake. That was the fucking yeah, yeah. Predator fucking... What are, what are yeah, he does, he does the, the, the Predator handshake. The Arnie, the Arnie Weathers handshake. <laughs> um, but they do that. And, uh, you know, Miro goes to walk away and he sort of gives them a look at first. And even the commentators, I love they caught, they were like, you know, Miro's not sure about him, but, you know, Hobbs is, you know, give him his due. So Miro turns it back. Gets attacked, you know, fucking Hobbs is ending him then. And then I had no idea who was coming out. I was like, the fuck's this? Were you actually like, who's that? For a second, I was like, who's that? And then I read the screen and I was like, ah, oh, this is hot and flexible wife. The crowd knew right away who it was. Yep. And it took me a second because I was like, who is this? At first, I thought it was, I thought it was Boob Lady from um, QTV. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck's she doing here? And then I realized he was like, oh no, it's his it's his uh it's his missus. Yes. Then he's all you're not real. <laughs> CJ Perry finally makes her debut. Uh saves Miro from Hobbs, who is just fucking choking him out. Yep. Um and then Miro runs away, choking yep. you're not real. Is that like the thing like your woman on the plane getting thrown off the plane and she's like, that motherfucker ain't real. You ever see that? No. No, I can't say that. I got it happened a couple of weeks ago. It's like video footage of some woman getting ejected from the plane and she's like pointing back at something going, that motherfucker ain't real. It's like, whoa. What the fuck's she on? Um, apparently she's not signed to a long-term contract, so... Yes, and, you know, <coughs> does she wrestle? Yes. Oh, okay, is it like that? Mm. Wasn't uh, <laughs> she? She was in wrestling before learning to wrestle. Ah, right. I don't think she's like jade awful, but I don't think she's particularly good either. Mm. She she can take a bump though, so that will probably come into play at some point. Yeah, true. Oh, she'll take a spine buster. Mm. Maybe. Uh. Statlander versus Ruby Soho. 
Satlander has that's, never never beat Soho. This was fucking excellent. Uh, Soho makes a good point of uh, 14 years I've never had a title. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> you are like, no, right enough. Uh, what the fuck are we doing? Um, uh, th- this absolutely it was more about the outcast than anything else, though. True, but it made Stat look like a fucking beast. Yeah, she kicked out of she kicked out of a top rope, no future, and the what's the other move she does? The no future kick and the destination unknown. Yeah, yeah. Like she takes both of them back to back and just kicks out, and you're like, "That's a fucking animal." Huh? <laughs> Uh, we we get the um. Oh, Soraya's back to being heel as well. Oh yeah, (laughs) wait, wait, yeah. But Soraya goes to do the um the spray paint, but Tony Storm comes out and stops her. Yes. Uh, so uh, I guess we're still doing the the outcasts are breaking apart. I guess. Well. One of them's leaving anyway. Like, I'm not she was too busy throwing her shoes at birds. I like that. That's brilliant. <laughs> do, do you like the the throw the throw shoe and shoe throwing? Crazy the crazy Tony Storm. Um JR didn't know what blue thunder was. Not blue thunder, blue steel. Uh, blue steel, that's right. We'll talk about blue thunder in a later match. <laughs> there was a blue thunder bomb in that match as well. Satlander does. Oh yeah, Satlander does. Satlander does Blue Thunder Bomb. That's right. Um, we have Brian. The return of Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks in a strap match. Um, this was brutal in yeah. places. You know, a very big surprise that Danielson was back. I didn't think he was going back so soon. And then, like, yeah, let's do a strap match. To be fair, uh, I don't know if like. Maybe he's been ready for a while. I don't think maybe he would have been due, except obviously somebody got fired and they needed to do something. So I, it was like, I, I would, you free? I would agree with you there, but I, I, li- I don't like to think they forced him to come back too early. No, no, uh, they probably just had a plan for him. Right. He's probably good. No, I did like the whole um, Ricky Steamboat having the contract, getting the Starks to sign it, and just says the dragon is like, ah, I'd be known as the dragon, so is this guy. And then he comes out. And crowd erupts. Um, so is the final countdown only available for, for pay-per-views? Is that the way this works? Well, that was the last time we seen Danielson as well, so... Yeah, he came out in collision to his old music. Oh, he did. You're right, you're right, you're right. Maybe when he's wrestling. Hmm. But I do like that the fucking crowd at that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yes, you're right. This was fucking brutal in places. I whipping each other in the face with a spike strap. In your fucking face. Oh, you've seen it too a couple of times. Uh, Hitting them right in the fucking face. I the, the part where uh, Starks was hanging upside down the tree. Oh, and Jesus. Stags is going fucking nuts on him. Yep. At one point, he's like holding his mouth, and you can almost think you can almost just see him thinking to himself, "Give me a fucking second here." <laughs> nope, baseball slide, drop kicks immediately. <laughs> um, fucking nuts! Eh? Uh, that they were not holding back with the strap hits at all. No. Um, and then we uh, mm. we've got a steamboat on on commentary as well. 
um, yeah. who helps when uh, Big Bill comes out. <laughs> so that big fella got on the on the rope, and I wasn't too sure what to do. And I was like, I wouldn't blame me. Steamboat, he's fucking massive. <laughs> Anyway, they, they, was it is it McGinnis asked him, is like, oh, are you scared? Are you scared? Or like, and he sits there for a while. And he goes, yep. I, yes, I am. <laughs> yep. It's like I was. I like that. It's going to be a tough guy, but I don't want Starks hitting me more. I like that. Yeah. That was, it made, I, sorry. That was just, it's good. Puts over the idea that you know, I he's a legend, but you know, this guy whooped the shit out of him before, and he's sitting there a bit nervous. I always do love the fact that Nigel McGuinness is always, I'll protect you, don't worry. But in this case, it was all, don't worry, Danielson will protect you. <laughs> um, Riddle of Brian Danielson. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, this was a fantastic match. It was just fucking hard to watch in places. It was. Holy fuck, it was. Absolutely fantastic, though. Um, obviously, Danielson gets the win, but I like how the win was done. Ricky didn't tap. Yep. Passed out. Uh, staring directly into the camera. Yep. So, I ain't fucking tapping. I ain't fucking tapping. Uh, Claudio and Waiter Yuta beat uh, Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Um, Kingston yeah, taken. they did. Um, Do you like Kingston's well. shirt? I did. Tribute to Terry Funk's uh, Dusty, dusty, sucks dusty, dusty sucks eggs shirt. There was a moment in this match, right? Didn't think Wheeler Yuta was going to get back up. Shibata hit him with a, an hurricane, which is Eddie Kingston's finisher. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was just absolutely amazing because we know Wheeler is a fantastic seller. But Wheeler looked like he was sparked the fuck out. So I'm going to say, with a B in Shibata, it's probably a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> the crowd were like, holy f-. and even I'm pretty sure this is the match where Excalibur shouted and instead of the usual unbelievable, he let out uh, oh my god. Uh yeah, this one was stiff. Um yeah, we, weird, four again, uh, weird finish to this one. Um because this is yeah, where, like, very... uh, yeah, so Shibata's in his corner, he's got Yuda in a choke um mm. but it's kingston and claudio are legal yes um and so kingston goes over was it does does like you you hits him you hits him with something or kicks at him kicks at him goes- which causes him to turn around and he walks into just a normal European uppercut from Castanoli and that gets the three. Yep. Although McGinnis just turns around and goes, That's this man is a, a an animal with if you can get a three count with a European uppercut, this man is something else. So he he makes out that it's just Claudio being Claudio. He put everything he had in it basically. Yeah. It was just very abrupt, I thought. Yeah, I was a bit sort of like, what oh, Jesus? Okay. He, he done the wee kick out of four as well. It, uh, it was almost like, you know, it was just. Yeah. You think it was meant to finish like that? Yeah, probably. It, it, that's like it didn't seem like a mistake either because there was yeah. no confusion or anything after. Because, you know, like, yeah. if, if, if that usually yeah. everyone's standing looking at each other. Um, there, will be a, there will be a story behind it. 
Yeah, 100%. We're not done with Kingston and Claudio. Mm. Not, not by a long shot. Um, and it was uh, Kanosuke Takeshita beating Kenny Omega, which is probably the right move. Oh, right. this this match was even better than I thought it would be. Mm. I thought this was absolutely phenomenal. The amount of false finishes, the whole thing with Don Callis, the <laughs> screwdriver, just you know, Kenny overcoming, you know, to cast his power. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, at one point when Kenny was trying to get him up for the one winged angel, I am pretty sure Kenny is gonna you know Kenny's looking at the cast as the next big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at some point in this rivalry, the cast is kicking out of a one winged angel. Yeah, I think he will. I think he will at some point. Um so I'm glad he got the win cleanly mm-hmm. in the end, even though we had all the shenanigans with oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Callis going for the dry, the screwdriver, leaving it stuck in the ring, and then Takeshi mm-hmm. picked up the screwdriver, but the, the referee got the ref- it. Uh, um, which then allowed Takeshi to get the win cleanly instead. The top rope blue thunderbomb was Holy fuck, I, I, that was nuts. That was... Uh, I think... He has the, he has the best blue thunderbomb in the game. Yeah, I mean, he, nobody he, better than. Nice. Sammy would be up there. Um, Sammy's in. El, uh, El Generico. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's moved, like, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking away from anyone else. I'm just saying. <laughs> He makes it look effortless and okay. smooth. As yeah, he, he does. He gets some height on it. Um, nice big spin lands really crisply. Uh, it, it does look fucking awesome. Um, but, and when he did that top one, I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like Kenny selling the absolute balls in as well. Like, mm. That fucking is... back back suplex driver. I think it was sort of near the start oh. as well. That looked like Kenny went directly on his head. I think yep. Kenny just has this talent for making it look like he landed on his head. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think he mostly took it on his shoulder, which is probably yep. why he has bad shoulders, but <laughs> still, yeah. it, it looked really good. There was a move to Kesta took as well, and it looked nasty as well. Mm. Did he take that look brutal? I'm trying to remember what it was, but he took something as well, and I was like, holy fuck, these two are trying to kill each other. But was it was between this and the next match for night, match of the night for me yeah I love the, the story they were telling as well is like Kenny can't keep up anymore and he was like you know trying to there was a whole thing he was looking absolutely fucking knackered by Takeshi was like looks like he can keep going for another three hours yeah and um, Takeshi's fucking elbow strikes were just flooring him every time yeah yeah uh, that was the, the whole point and like the two things uh, as well is like we're getting over that Konosuke Takeshita is the next big thing. He's got a win over Kenny Omega. Mm. Kenny Omega has done nothing but lo- lose. Yes. Since he split up with Callis. Yeah, he's on a wee losing streak at the moment. Um, so we're obviously not done with the, this yet, but uh, Takeshita looking like an absolute killer here. He's. I- what, he's only like 25 or something too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, he is going to be, he's going to be a, a future fucking legend. He really is. 
when you've got Kenny seal of approval, you know you've got something good go. That's your next Okada sounding right there. I, I know Okada's only 33. <laughs> <laughs> like, get him out, he's too old. He's too old. <laughs> Fucking younger than us, like. <laughs> <laughs> old man Okada. <laughs> that would actually be, if they ever did a storyline between them two, it would be amazing him making out that Okada's old and he's only in his 30s. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, fantastic match. Blew, uh, even better. I knew it was going to be good. Blown away by it. Um, the only thing I can hope for next is we get a one-on-one with uh, Takeshita and Ibushi. Has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Would love to see that. So next, we had our fucking wild eight-man tag. Yeah, we got the... Uh, uh, I was going to say Gunkle. The, the Bull Club... Taking on FTR and the box. Um, Very quickly. I love that they're the bullet club are now just using that uh gun entrance. Yeah. Just uh, the looks, four of them standing. Looks cool as fuck, man. Really fucking cool. <clears throat> also love that the, this bullet club I may have mentioned this last week, but the, it's no no too sweet. It's guns up. Yeah. Either their own thing. Mm. Um is Bullet Club Gold going to be like the NW Wolfpack where they're actually cooler than Bullet Club now? I think they already are, to be fair. Yeah, they've got Jay White on them, so yeah, of course they are. Yeah, it's Jay White, so so they are. Um, this is just a big fucking nuts match, everyone doing everything all at once. Yep. Um, so, with Bullet uh, Club, and they were up against FTR and The Bucks. Yeah. I like the way they, uh, as, as things went on, he, you know, FTR and the Bucks were two like separate teams. You know, doing yep. the blind tags and being like, "Oh, they're gonna work together." And then slowly they started like doing double team moves. You know, Dax doing the BT trigger with Matt. Um, right. He do- He also done the spike pile driver. He's up in the top, going, "Me, we all yep. do the." <laughs> 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 he does the spike I pile love that. Dax even sort of goes, "Oh God, Dad. Like he sort of rolls his eyes, like, "Right, you'll do." <laughs> hmm. Holding the man upside down, but I, uh, you'll do. Um. Yeah, the of course you get a lot of fucking booing for the Bucks, but there's also a lot of support for the Bucks. I do not understand why the Bucks got that. I like I've already said this. I don't know why they're the ones that have been chosen. I, I noticed <laughs> as the match went on, though, the boon was less and less because everyone started going, "Hey, this is fucking amazing." Mm. <laughs> It was just like maybe, maybe we should all just enjoy the fucking match. That's that's because the the Bucks and FTR started mixing together. It's like, well, if you're booing him, you're booing the FTR as well. Yep. So you know, um, the the Bucks did play up to the the booze, but but they didn't start working heel, which is no, no. what Punk did. Um, the I just don't get the reaction to them since, like, Hangman, you just go nuts for him. He's the main yeah. guy Punk had a problem with. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Why aren't you chatting CM Punk at him, but you are at the Bucks? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And here's the Bucks working with CM Punk's best friends. Yep. Come on now. Right, now, I hear one more thing. Actually, I should have brought this up when we were talking about this. Um, apparently, Dax Harwood and Jack Perry are very good buddies as well. Mm. Dax Harwood was a big, a big advocate of. Uh, do you remember they had that amazing singles match? Yeah. Tony Khan actually wanted Dax Harwood to win that, 
and it was actually Dax Hardwood was all, no, that doesn't make sense. You know, Jack's on his own now, and I'm still tag teaming. You should have Jack beat me. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that was another thing as well. Um, Dax was sort of like, <clears throat> ah, fuck, you know. Uh, as MJF put it, not everyone's going to get on with everyone. I bet you have, yep. you know, some friends that don't like some of your older friends, but they're both friends oh, with I... you. It fucking happens. Like, yep. It's always. Um, ball club win this. Uh, one of the guns Why? got the pin. Why? Did you say? The... No, no. Um, oh, because it was. Uh, Dax got. No, Cash got. Uh, Cash got pinned. Blade Runner. Nick didn't get. Nick went for the save, didn't get there quite fast yep. enough. I thought that, oh, they're going to all fall apart now, but it was all like. You saw. Yep. <clears throat> like Dax comes around and next like oh, I tried. I I was late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then and then uh like uh Cash was kinda like, I got me, I'm sorry. So uh, and they all left together, so you know mm. uh I can see uh someone in Bullet Club getting another shot, but it's probably gonna be the guns at mm. FDR. Um you wouldn't mind the guns having another tag team run now that they're in Bullet Club and they're yeah, they seem much more of a a big I deal. Jay Jay White shouting at the commentators is amazing, I but of that. course uh, McGinnis loves him, so he's a big advocate for the yeah. Bullet Club. We we need Kevin like Excalibur doesn't really do it, but like if we had Kevin Kelly there, he'd be talking back to him. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Kelly and Jay White are brilliant. Well, this this again, absolutely amazing match. Mm. And then we have our main event. Yeah, to finish this off, John Moxley is wins the AEW International Title off Orange Cassidy, bringing an end to mm. three hundred and twenty six days, which has probably been the the best. For just number of defenses, yeah. good matches, the best uh, title run in AEW history. Before um, this match even started, uh, the two promos they'd done oh, they on so Collision, good. Moxley just basically sat and just, put Cassidy over. They just both put each other over? Yeah. Actually, oh, that's a good point. They just I, I love Moxley. It's like some people call this guy a cosplay wrestler. It's like, who's he cosplaying as? Mm. I, see, I, I see a real guy. I, that's I the line. It was all I know. I know a real guy when I see one, and Orange Cassidy is the real deal. And you're like, that's fucking Moxley saying that. Like, mm. and then uh, Orange Cassidy being like, oh, Moxley's lifted this company on mm. his shoulders. Um, yeah, j- just a lot of respect. Um, my name is Orange Cassidy, and I do not have a catchphrase. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um. And then violence happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh Christ, Cassidy was pissing blood from start to finish. Jesus, I. Um, there this was, was rule of it at the announce table, wasn't there? When they were over there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there was pulls of it in the blood in the in the ring. Uh, just blood everywhere. Um, there's a lot of like Moxley just. Being never loving shit out of Cassidy in this, and then Cassidy getting the sort of hope spots, mm. fighting back, but like he's just too too beat up, too broken down. Um, he, 
kicked out of some shit though. Hey, there was a point where I was like, "Holy fuck, is Cassidy gonna do this?" Because he's he was it. He kicked out of a, a Death Rider followed by something. Mm. It's like, hang on, this is fucking mad. He could do this. He could do this. And then he gets to his feet. And he's absolutely wore out. And he goes to do the hands in the pockets, but instead he just throws them up and flips Mox yeah. off. <laughs> Zero Defiant, one last Death Rider. No one fucking kicks out of the Death Rider, by the way. That is a big deal. Nope. Or very, oh, yeah, very rarely. Um, I love the part where he, uh, he had Moxie on his knees and he was doing his kicks, except this time each oh, kick yeah. got a little bit harder until he's just yep. fucking hoofing him in the face. Um, yeah, that, was, that was brilliant. Yeah, this was uh, just... One of them really good storytelling matches. Uh, it's reason why Moxie's one of the best in the world, and also Cassidy is standing right there beside him when everyone thought this guy was just a joke. Mm-hmm. He is the the even though Cassidy lost the this the, like this whole reign was just it was just the proof of like yep. he deserved to be where he is. I like the way like the the Blackpool Combat Club came out at the end and laughed and just gave him the moment in the ring and everyone chatting, yep. thank you, Cass, thank you, Orange. Um and just looking like he's been through a fucking murder. Um <laughs> they won't deserve the holiday, it is that fucking man. <laughs> yep, and then he 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 should he's a main eventer. Simple oh, as that. Can. He should be able to challenge MJF. That guy, that guy can carry a whole pay per view. He can headline. Um, he sells most merch. Would have never happened anywhere else. Nope. Um, nope. I love how he went through his career though. He first he had his first match with Pack, and he proved that you know he deserved to be in AEW. Then he had that incredible match with Osprey, which everyone thought at the time went. Osprey and Cassidy? What the hell? Mm. Absolutely fucking incredible match. And he proved he's a fucking, you know, top guy. And then for the last 320 odd days, he's proved, as you just said, he's a fucking main event guy. He's not the biggest in the world, but fuck, he is easily one of the best. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Guy, guy deserves it. Definitely. Yep. So overall, th- this is like a pay-per-view where just no expectations whatsoever yeah. <laughs> because how close it was to the last pay-per-view and ended up being fucking fantastic. Yep. Um, so you can't tell how good a show is by the build is, is what we learned. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Um, yeah, and that's, that's that. Yes, we'll get, we take a wee break from wrestling before I just go back to the normal stuff. The weekly yeah, shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to do us for this week's podcast. I'm going to go try Starfield and complain about caves. I was going to say, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on Starfield next week. Next week. See you then. Goodbye. Bye. Oh my God, it's warm. Thank you.